we, we live in a different time because we live in a time of a very digital world and stuff yeah. and this pressure on us. And especially it's hard as a business owner where it's like, we, we run our businesses online and we have this pressure to show up even when we don't feel like it. You know, these gurus are saying like, you know, social, like these social media gurus who are like awesome at social media and they just, they are so good at it and saying like, show up when you don't want to and do all these things. But you know, sometimes it's like, there's just so much, we live in a time where it's just so much pressure to have to, and we shouldn't have to either, you know, if we don't want to. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wisdom and the Tangents podcast. I am your host, John Mansfield. I'm here to help you grow your business build community, and create the lifestyle you always dream of. Every week, I bring in other photographers, creative entrepreneurs, and business professionals. So whether it's from our topic of the episode or one of the many tangents that we will follow, you will walk away with some wisdom to implement in your business and in your life. Each interview is recorded live in our Facebook community where you can ask questions and be part of the conversation. Rachel, welcome to the show. I am uh, very excited to chat with you. We recently did a, a conversation on your podcast. Uh, and it's just like, all right, cool. I'm getting all this Rachel time. This is great. I'm loving it. I know. I love it. I'm so excited to do a little swap here too. And like we were just saying, I feel like we just were chatting together. And yeah, it's so fun talking to you. So I think this is going to be a fun episode. I think so too. And I think it's going to be a very eye-opening episode to a lot of people too, because we're talking about marketing outside of social media. And I know that Instagram is like bread and butter for so many people's marketing efforts, um, which I am like the outlier there, which I've received a handful of Instagram emails. like DM inquiries and most of my stuff comes through my website. So I'm always, whenever people are asking about like stuff outside of social media, I'm like, that's all that I really do. I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. I think this is going to be really a really beneficial conversation for the listeners today. So, but yeah, yeah, thanks for, for coming on the show. I'm excited to chat. Me too. I'm so excited. So um, give everyone just like a little brief, uh, brief bio about you, where you're based, what you do, what you love, uh, photographing, teaching, all those things. Yes. So my name is Rachel Traxler. I am a Wisconsin wedding photographer based in Wisconsin. I say I kind of do stuff all over, but based in Wisconsin, I'm also a photography business coach and I've kind of made that switch over there too. So just being able to support photographers through coaching and just helping them elevate the back end of their business and the marketing side and the connection side. Um, I love that. That's kind of my jam. And yeah, that's kind of just a brief little outline of like who I am. I've been photographing weddings for 10 plus years now, I guess over a decade I've been in the industry, which is wild. It makes me feel really old. (laughs) I know Um, me too. (laughs) Like what, (laughs) how did that happen? But, um, that's really exciting. And so it's been really fun. I think for me to switch my energy into helping serve almost like the next generation of photographers, because I look at, you know, just how people are starting nowadays and like starting their businesses. And I think that's just such a fun and exciting time. And I like to help people with things that I, I certainly didn't have when we started. I feel like education wasn't a huge thing when I first got started and heck I delivered my photos on CDs. You know what I mean? When right. I got started. <laughs> so it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy how things have changed in the industry just in the last 10 years. Cause I was right there with you delivering images on CDs and yep. like had a whole, um, uh, like where you could 
print out from your printer the uh, the cover that goes on the front of the CD so that it had like the couple's name and yes. it was like so sketch it did not look good at all but I was like they're gonna love this this is so great <laughs> yes oh my gosh I totally forgot about those John yeah. they're just you're bringing back yeah. memories yeah. and then we went to USBs <laughs> and now it's just like here is your online gallery. Digital man. Digital. <laughs> Just take it and go do as you please. Please print them and put them up around your house. Uh, I love it. Yeah, it's it's crazy. One, like you said, I it makes me feel old. Um, just being like, oh yeah, I've been a wedding photographer for over 10 years now. And I still, in my mind, feel like I'm 24 um, and not 34. Uh, so <laughs> that that thing is is different, but also like the the trends and the styles have changed so much. There's no more uh, selective color. I don't know if you ever did that, but I I dipped into that where I'm like everything is black and white, but then this green sash is going to be oh. green in the photo. <laughs> That's Yes, yes, yeah. yes. I was like, what's selective color? Yup, it just clicked with me. Gosh, John, you're bringing back all these flashbacks. I was trying to forget and never remember again. <laughs> I know. Yeah, those are things that we can just, we don't need to talk about those ever again. Let's move yep. forward. <laughs> but, um, so funny. Yeah. So, okay, Rachel, I'm, I'm excited about this topic about um, marketing. And I know a lot of people, we're talking about marketing outside of social media. And I know a lot of people from you know, talking to photographers, a lot of photographers get their, their marketing efforts go into social media, either Instagram or TikTok or what have you. I don't know if anyone really does Facebook anymore. Um, it's kind of going the way of MySpace. but, um, can you tell us like maybe, a uh, like why we should even focus on marketing outside of social media? Yeah. Uh, you know, I love this topic too, because I think it's an unpopular one because I think everybody kind of runs to Instagram with things. And it's fun to kind of talk mm -hmm. about this too, because obviously 10 years ago when we were starting, our marketing strategy was way different than it is now. Like back then, yeah. all you really need to do was create a blog post and you're good. <laughs> and like, right. and that's, and, and you know, like we're, I don't know, there was so many, it was different, different marketing strategies back then. So I think it's been really fun to grow with them in the industry, grow as, um, you know, just social media gets bigger, all these things with growth strategies. But I think personally, the reason I love marketing outside of social media is because and, and I want to be clear on something too. Social media is a very powerful and beautiful tool. Like it's been a huge blessing for all of our businesses as much as everybody complains about it. It's been a right. huge blessing. And so I think that's one thing too, that people need to shift their focus and mindset around social media and use it as like a blessing to their business versus something that they feel like they're falling victim to with like the algorithm. You know what I mean? Yes. And so I think if you can shift your mindset to that, that's just going to make social media fun. Like just show up. Um, and social media really is a place that you can connect with people, make relationships, kind of showcase stuff. You don't, and I think some people kind of approach it as feeling like they need to sell, sell, sell all the time. And mm -hmm. then it gets kind of frustrating when they're like, this isn't really working. But if I'm being honest too, like 
I don't know about you. <laughs> I mean, I know you're a dad as well and a, a parent and I have a baby and I'm literally about to have a baby any day now. So that's why I'm like right. huffing and puffing for, <laughs> for air over here. Um, but I mean, I don't have time necessarily to be on social media all day because I feel like if you're not on top of it and you don't have things planned and you don't have a consistent game plan for what your content strategy is going to be and all this stuff, it is so easy to just fall behind. You know what I mean? If you're not showing up every single day and life happens. And so I think when you're relying on one type of lead generation strategy that requires your real time attention and real time energy, you're kind of just setting yourself up for failure, to be honest. And so I'm a huge believer in that. Okay. Yes. If social media is your biggest lead generator, let's look at that and let's see how we can leverage that. But I'm a huge believer in that you need to have at least one or two other lead generation strategies that that do not require your every single day attention. That way you can have inquiries coming in and funneling in on the back end for you. Even when you're, you know, taking a week off or like, you know, on vacation or something like that, those inquiries are still going to come in, even if you're not posting and being present on social media. So I think that's in short, the power of having a separate social, uh, separate, separate lead generation strategy. Yes, I, I agree. There's like, you mentioned that with social media and like having where you're there every single day and trying to show up every single day. And if you miss that, you just feel like you have to stop because I'm that way where if I have a strategy and I'm like, okay, I'm going to show up every single day. And then I miss one of those, then I'm just like, okay, well, what's the point of even jumping back in here and, and doing, doing the rest. And hold on just a second, because my my four year old just walked in. You're the fine. <laughs> okay. The 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 she's joy, so cute. She, oh my goodness. She's super cute. That was like she loves anything sparkly. So that sparkle dress is like her third outfit change of the day, and we're just now like I love early that. afternoon. Uh, but yeah, it's the this is life of having a daughter. The life of having a daughter. Oh yes. Um, and I've got two of them, and the youngest she just turned two, and she's already in that like. I'm going to change outfits now. And like uh, our middle oh, child there, <laughs> she's like, I'm going to change her outfit because she needs to match me. So oh it is, God. it is fun. So fun. Um, but yeah. And I also love that I'm able mm-hmm. to, you know, the joys of working from home and just being in here. Isn't it a blessing? So yeah. Honestly, I know, I, I love I know a lot of so people much. would be like embarrassed. Like, Oh my gosh, my kid just walked in in the middle of this podcast, but like yeah no this is life i'm probably going to cut it out of the the audio <laughs> just cuz people don't need to ask or hear her asking right. for a show right but like it's it's real life and it's it's real good exactly i love it and it's a big blessing so yeah it is a huge blessing um but i like i was saying i love that you were mentioning that about how when you have multiple avenues of marketing you don't have to be in one every single day because you that does lead to burnout and that i mean that i've gotten burnout burned out on instagram many times where uh like i go through seasons of just like oh i'm just gonna i'm gonna post a reel every day and i'm just gonna have fun and it is joyful and like i'm getting energy from it and then other seasons where i'm just like i don't even want to show up in my stories right now i just I can't do this. Mm-hmm. I need a break. And yep. having those multiple avenues is is very helpful in those slow seasons. 
Hey y'all, quick break to share with you about something new that I put together on the new website, podcast.allheartphoto.com, which has all the show notes from today's episode as well as many others. But you know, I am here to help you build your business and create the lifestyle you always dreamed of. And with that comes some resources that I have found very helpful for me building my business and also some resources that I put together, some guides and email templates and things like that, that I think would be really helpful for you. So if you want to go check that out, head over to podcast.com. Just that podcast.com. That's the whole thing. Head over to podcast.allheartphoto.com slash resources. You can also go check out podcast.com if you want to. I've never been there. Let's give it a shot. Check them out too. Free ad for you, podcast.com. Now back to the show. We, we live in a different time because we live in a time of a very digital world and stuff yeah. and this pressure on us. And especially it's hard as a business owner where it's like, we will run our businesses online and we have this pressure to show up even when we don't feel like it. You know, these gurus are saying like, you know, social, like these social media gurus who are like awesome at social media and they just, they are so good at it and say like, show up when you don't want to and do all these things. But you know, sometimes it's like, there's just so much, we live in a time where it's just so much pressure to have to, and we shouldn't have to either, you know, if we don't want to. And I think it's really important to note too, of just analyzing where your biggest lead generator is coming from. Like, what does that look like? And like, what if it isn't Instagram or what if Instagram is maybe one of your top two, can you dabble into another one to make that stronger? So you don't have to be showing up on social media every day. Mm -hmm. And I also think everyone asks like, well, how often should I be posting on social media? Should I be making five reels a week? Should I be showing up on my stories 10 times a day or whatever these requirements are? But the truth is, in my well, in my opinion, is that nobody can really tell you how many times you need to post because maybe I am taking a little bit of a social media break because my other lead generations are so strong for me. I'm getting those leads. Yeah. So I don't feel like I need to be on so like on Instagram and social media as much because I'm still hitting my goals and I'm still getting my leads in and that therefore I can kind of step back and take a little break from being that re in like that real time stuff. Um, and you said something, John, too, that I love. It's like, that's even like my TikTok bio. I have like a fun TikTok and like a photography TikTok, uh -huh. but, um, it's in my like fun personal one. It's just like here when it feels fun because I'm not, I don't put pressure on myself. I'm like, I'm, if, if I'm posting a video here, it's because I'm just genuinely I enjoyed making it and I want to share it and I'm just having fun. And I feel like that's typically when people see the most connection on, on like social medias anyways. And I think, oh, yeah. I don't know, I'm saying this from experience because sometimes I approach Instagram as a business program. Like, you know what I mean? Like opening HoneyBook. Okay. What's my tasks today? Opening up Asana. Okay. Right. Instagram. What am I? Cause I'm very intentional. I do not sit and scroll Instagram. Like I just do not. No. I, and so I'm very I intentional do that on TikTok. about my time there. Um, TikTok is, well, yeah. yeah, it just sucks my time and I love it. I, I know yeah. that it's, it's yeah. not good for me. It's like a guilty pleasure. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, but these videos of these puppies doing funny things, this is, this is the best. And yeah. Yes. But that's different. That's different, different. though. That that's like your wind down time exactly. of like, oh, I yeah, can yeah. just enjoy like mindless watching uh -huh. almost like TV. Whereas like, I think a lot of people just consume, consume, consume mm -hmm. all of this business content that they forget that they should be creating too. And they should be like building their business. And so it's really easy to kind of get stuck 
sucked in there. And then like, obviously the comparison game starts and all this stuff. And so, you know what I mean? I think being very intentional about your time on social media is a huge boundary I set for myself that really helped too. I think so too. I, I did the same thing. I I know I just said that I scroll mindlessly on TikTok, Um, but I do set boundaries on how long I'm going to do that. I'm like, okay, I've got 10 minutes. I just want to relax. Let me sit down. I'm just going to scroll, mm-hmm. like a few videos, maybe comment. You know, Elise Myers is always the best. And, you know, just yeah. go through all yes. these things. <laughs> and then at the end of that 10 minutes, I'm like, all right, cool. I feel good. And setting those boundaries, I think, is huge. Um, and like like you mentioned with Instagram, Instagram definitely feels more business-like to me because that's what I do on there. I get on there and I share mm-hmm. my photos. I share, you know, educational reels for other photographers. I'm doing that kind of business work whenever I'm on there. I'm less scrolling and seeing pictures of what my friends ate for brunch on Saturday. Like that's on my yeah. personal Instagram that I don't uh, honestly don't log into very often because Instagram feels like business because it has become business, mm-hmm. uh, for, yes. for the longest time. But so you, you mentioned having a couple of other avenues of lead generation where you can market. What are some of those avenues? If someone's listening, they're like, okay, I've got all of my eggs in this Instagram mm-hmm. basket or social <laughs> media basket. Where can I even put a couple others to help grow those different avenues? Yes. That's like, what do I do? I do all my stuff on Instagram. And I think it's a question for people to kind of reflect and just say, okay, where are my biggest lead generators? Cause it should be something that's on your contact form and you're, you're collecting where you're getting your leads Mm -hmm. from and stuff. So I would look back at your analytics and figure out, okay, what are my top three biggest lead generators right now? Not saying that those always have to be your top three. My, my top three have changed and they, they do change depending on season, depending on how much effort I'm putting into certain things. Um, Something that's remained really high for me is obviously like um, just referrals and stuff, because I think that's important of of having a really solid client experience. And so having referrals, but also just having a good referral system and stuff too, Um, just because you never know where someone's coming into your world with things and like what's being said about it, what their first impression of you, what like leaving impression, lasting impression you're leaving on them. So much goes into that. And I think all that falls kind of under client experience, but one to stay really true, like in the top for me has really been like vendor connections and vendor referrals, specifically yeah. like venues and stuff. So I know, because I mean, couples are touring venues every single week, every single day. And we don't know that, like, I'm just chilling. I'm taking the day off and a couple took off work to go to our venue and I'm top of their list and I get an inquiry for it. It's stuff like that where, you know, we don't have to be working real time where people see our posts on social media and be like, Oh, okay. I'm going to inquire with them because it used to be where I would just post on social media and like, without a doubt, without fail, I'd get an inquiry that day. Like mm-hmm. when I posted yeah. and now it's like, it's different a little bit just because you just can't control the route people are taking on social media, what they get distracted, all those things. So I say vendor connections and vendor referrals. So Obviously, like venues are really big. Um, I think something that people sleep on a ton too is like 
working with other photographers and some, and like kind of getting in a group of like one photographer, two or three, maybe just smaller group, I think would be good. Even just one other photographer, even offering like a photographer kickback too, to be like, okay, um, John, I obviously can't take mm-hmm. all of these weddings that I get. And I know yeah. that you also, we have aligned clients and you want this client and I know we're in the area just for example's sake. Um, so any, if you, if I or vice versa, if I wanted some inquiries of yours, I could say, okay, John, I'm going to give you a 5% kickback referral of any wedding you send my way that books with me for referring me. And then kind of give you a range of like my packages typically range from this to this. So this is a typical range of what like a percentage kickback I would send to you if I get a booked wedding through there, you know, and I think that's a really good technique to use like for local vendors and photographer friends. Um, if you want to get into travel, you can like hook up with people that are in areas that you really, really want to photograph and like switch yeah. weddings back and forth. And I think adding an, an incentive into it. That's why I like doing like the kickback thing, just because I tried like, you know, referrals and I still get tons of referrals from other photographers too, which is awesome. But like sometimes that you need that extra little incentive to get, get that going, especially if they're not like, you don't have a really, really strong relationship with them yet, or you're still building that connection, you know? Um, yeah. There's and, tons and of ways to also, that. Yeah. And it's like, it's helpful for them where like, yeah, I'll give you a kickback. It gives them incentive to actually mm-hmm. put that email together um, and send it back instead of just being like, Oh yeah, sorry, I'm booked. And then that couple is now back into the ocean and they're trying to find another fish. And instead they're like, Hey, this is where this fish hangs out. Go over here and, you know, hang, hang out with her. And, uh, and like that, it does take effort on their part to send you that referral. So that little kickback is like, I see that less of a like business transaction and more of like a thank you of like, we are building each other up. You're helping me grow my business, fill in some dates that maybe I didn't have that you had. And now we can both grow because I'm going to be kicking people your way and you're kicking people my way. And we're both growing our businesses instead of, uh, and, and also you're building that client experience for that couple. Cause even if they don't end up booking with you, you send them to someone else and they don't end up booking with them. You're at least showing them I'm a professional and I'm also like, I want to help you even though I can't photograph your wedding. I want to help you find someone that I know is going to be amazing for you. And that's going to go miles and miles for those clients. Yeah, and, exactly. Because uh, I've I've had that happen before, where um, like I I referred someone to someone else, and they ended up booking with that other person. But then whenever their friends got engaged, they're like, "Okay, we wanted John. He wasn't available, and he sent us to this other photographer who was amazing. Go see if you can get John. And if not, he's going to point you somewhere that." you'll be able to, and I ended up booking that couple and I was like, okay, this is great. Like it wasn't my intention at the time. My intention was to help out my photographer friend Mm -hmm. and to also help out the couple. So I love, I love that. And 
I love it too. And you know, something you could do too. It's like, especially if you get like hooked up with another photographer friend and stuff, you guys can each just one time create a little template that you send to people. So it's not like you're, you know, having to reinvent the wheel every time. So it's not like it's a ton of work on you that you guys can each have kind of templates that are aligned with like, you know, of what to say and kind of maybe aligned with like, if you were going to send it to someone, I would type something up for you that you can kind of like, we can infuse our message, like our brand voice together a little bit Mm -hmm. to, you know, do that where it's not, it'd be an easy like email response if it's a no, you know what I mean? And so it's taking the work off of them too. So offering that, that you can do that. That's huge too. Just so you can kind of take that off of them, their plate a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And I love the community aspect of a referral system because um, yeah, I, I'm huge into community and building others up and not just other photographers, but um, building up uh, venues and florists and, mm-hmm. and all that and like having a preferred vendor list. Um, there have definitely been times that I've added people to my preferred vendor list and I let them know like, hey, I love working with you. And you're on my preferred vendor list that I send to all my couples now. And then they're like, oh, I don't even have one of those. And then they create one and put me on there because it was an idea that they got from me. And now we're working together all the time. And it's just, it's the best. Yeah, I love that too. It's like, it's also too like finding those you know, vendors that you, like you said, you enjoy working with, you want to work mm-hmm. with all that stuff. If you haven't worked with them before and you, you can just put them on your preferred vendor list, but something that I love doing too. Um, I just reached out to a few people this week to do this as well, but like do guest blog posts too. So that like, it helps build that SEO, but it also just yeah. like helps you like, yes, build SEO for your area, but also partner together. So people like couples can kind of see the potential of like, you know, if they find this wedding planner and then they see this blog post that, oh, well, they worked really well with this photographer. And as if we're working together as the photographer, you probably are on their preferred vendor list and stuff like that too. So I think it's really important to do like guest blog posts. And again, the way you're approaching it with the way you're approaching like a photographer kickbacks is like referral system. You can say stuff like, would love to have you like feature you on my blog post. Like I will send you questions to answer and then I'm going to craft the the blog post for you and for us. So you really don't have to do much work. You know what I mean? Just answer the questions and I'll craft them to really highlight your services and then Mm -hmm. highlight why you need to hire a wedding planner and why. And then I can kind of tie into like why my services work really well when I have a wedding planner or, you know, something like that. You can leverage whatever that be. That could be makeup. It could be whatever vendor could be a venue. Um, and so that's a really good way to build some SEO, build that connection and, um, get you and get you in front of like other people's audiences too, because I think that's something that people forget to leverage is, trying to get in front of your ideal clients and by using other people's audiences. So like venues, like other vendors, that type of thing, because they're going to share you and they're going to promote you and their audience is probably looking for a photographer. So they're like, Oh, Hey, here they are. Like, and here's someone I trust and here's someone that they refer. So that's another way. I think that you can create that solid funnel of inquiries that way too. Yes, I think that is so smart to work off of other people's um, group, uh, like area of influence, because you're like, okay, these are, we have aligned target clients. Mine overlap with theirs very easily. So it may, it just makes sense to 
not use them. I was going to say use them. That's not the, the, the right vernacular, but like, it's good to, um, uh, to share your uh, gifts together. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You share with them and that's going to put them in front of your audience. Who's also their target client. And then they're going to share with you, which will put them or you in front of, yeah, you you get the point. You're getting in front of each other's audiences and, uh, and yeah, I think that's so good. And I love the, the guest blogs, um, where it is, that sounds just like hearing, Oh, doing a guest blog on someone's blog or having someone on my blog, like, I don't even know what to do. Uh, but you just talking about that, just sending them a few questions and then you transcribe it just like a conversation on the blog, like that's going to be very useful and that's going to hit your, your 300 word minimum pretty quickly. Um, just going through easy, a couple they different questions. write it for you. <laughs> Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I interrupted. I was gonna say they basically write it for you. So <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. Yes. Get those testimonials, use that verbiage. And you basically can double that as like your own marketing strategy right there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. referrals are a great place to go outside of social media. What's another place that we can market? Well, I talked about vendor connections. I talked about vendor referrals. I talked about photographer kickbacks. I talked about Mm -hmm. blogging, which helps with your SEO and stuff like that. So we've already hit four of them. Um, The last one obviously is um, another one. I know it's like Pinterest is kind of like, you know, there's, it's not really social media, but it kind of feels like one with like how much planning and stuff you have to go to it. Mm -hmm. And I know that Pinterest is almost like, that's why I kind of have it last because it's like, it's a longer form game. It can feel like a social media with all the planning that goes into it and stuff. But when you use your keywords really strongly, you know what I mean? I think that that's, um, that can be really powerful and really beneficial in that way. But I know that that kind of feels like a social media, you know what I mean? And it's not like as quick of a win. We talked about, um, like client experience too. Yes. Which helps yeah. with just referrals and words, word of mouth and all of that too. Oh yeah. Yeah. And one thing about Pinterest is like, it's great for repurposing content. So anything that you are posting on social media, you can turn around and put that onto Pinterest and use those keywords and really get out there. And it's going to live much longer on Pinterest. I still have a pin from uh, a wedding eight years ago that is constantly getting saved and it's got mm-hmm. you know, I don't even know how many thousands of saves now but it's it's out there and it wasn't anything I had no Pinterest strategy at that point in time but um, anything on my Instagram from eight years ago there's no way that anyone is seeing that uh, today like even right. from like a month ago <laughs> probably no one's seeing that so yeah exactly Yeah. So it's like that lives so much longer. So I think that's really powerful too. And yeah, you can always repurpose, always redirect to different links, always pull different pictures, like all of that stuff. I think that's really powerful. And that's kind of another way too, like just making sure that your website is a really solid, um, like has a really solid funnel basically. Cause I know sometimes like, as I'm like auditing websites, I'm like, I don't see any type of funnel action going on here. Like I don't see any type of lead strategy like where am I supposed to go like how am I supposed to get to you and they're like I'm not really getting inquiries I'm like I don't even know how to find how to inquire with you (laughs) like you're not making it easy on me and I don't have time 
as a potential client, you know what I mean? Not me, but just like in general, potential clients, they don't have time to like go through all those things. So you need to make it so, so easy for them. And the hard part is that too, is that needs to happen from every single piece of content you have anywhere. Because you, again, you never know where people's client experience is starting with you because their client experience with you starts the second they hear your name, they come across you on social media, they land across your website or they hear about you somewhere from somewhere like that's their first point of client experience with you. So how are you starting off on a really good foot? Well, the first impression and how are you leading them and funneling them into the call to action you're wanting to get them to, which for us as wedding photographers, we want to get them to fill out our contact form. And so making sure that everywhere you are, every piece of content is a, has a solid lead funnel. Like, you know, that's just sales funnel. That's just driving people into your inbox. Oh yeah. Yeah. There are so many photographer websites that I'm either auditing or just, you know, going on to, uh, to look for, uh, guests to be on the show. And there's like no calls to action on their homepage at all. It's just like a page. And then I get to the bottom of it. Like, Mm -hmm. where am I supposed to go after this? And there's no, um, there's no funnel. There's no leading your uh, your viewer through what you want them to go to, and uh, like you should not have multiple clicks in order to get to your contact page. Uh, and yeah, it's I am right there with you, 100. <laughs> percent I see that way too often. Yeah, and you know what's bad? It's like two when there's no call to actions, and then you get to the bottom looking for one, and the only thing at the bottom is sending people back to their Instagram. Right. <laughs> it's like, no, we wanted to send you here. <laughs> now we don't want to go back to Instagram and get distracted and all those things too. Oh, so yeah. yeah, it is important what that funnel looks like. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Rachel, I have loved this. This is like so many, so many good things and so many good reminders for myself, even of just like, yeah, I need to post on Pinterest more. I need to, you know, I use uh, Tailwind to schedule posts. So I'm not constantly on there. Um, I just load that up with posts and then I don't have to think about it yeah. for like a month. Um, cool. But yeah, yes, go ahead. I was going to say, I have another one that I totally forgot. Oh, um, but dude, something yeah. too. Bonus. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those, yeah, bonus. Um, it's one of those things too, that kind of helps you elevate your client to be more of a premium client, I guess, if you say as well too. But I think people are so worried about marketing and finding new clients all the time that they kind of forget about the ones that they already have and the ones they already have booked and how they can elevate them to be a more premium client and stuff that we forget to use like the HoneyBook feature that that the feature in HoneyBook that's like the batch email. Like if you want to mm-hmm. send a batch email to, <laughs> to people and talk about like maybe you want to offer them a boudoir session or something like that or integrating it into your nurture sequence in your workflow, in your photography workflow of, okay, here's how like I can elevate my client even and market. So you don't have to feel like you need to go out and find all new clients all the time speak to the ones you already have, like expand their minds on, okay, like I know we have this wedding booked. Here's the benefits of doing like a boudoir session or adding a boudoir session to here. Um, You're probably shopping for like wedding party gifts and stuff like that. Here's my, I made an Amazon, you know, link store link to all of my favorite like 
wedding party gifts that you could give to your couple, stuff like that. So it's like, yeah. there's ways or like offering like albums and stuff like that. And like, but putting that in like your nurture sequence of your workflow, I think is so important. And that's also another way that it's like, oh, cool. They want to add that. So like, that makes me feel like less of like, I need to market out and try to like book out my sessions. You know what I mean? Like book out more mini sessions or something like that. Cause I can just speak to and serve the clients I already have to kind of even like craft them into premium clients. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. That is so good. The, that, um, client nurturing sequence is just, it is gold because that's giving them like elevating their client experience by sending them all of those things. And it's not so much like salesy stuff of just like, Hey, this is what I offer not and you all. should add this, but it's like, Hey, this nope. is some, some things that will benefit you. Um, should you want this uh, and, and like go check mm -hmm. out, you know, like the Amazon link, I'm sure you have an affiliate code on there. You get a little bit of kickback or something, but it's not like, go check this out because it's a affiliate mm -hmm. and that's what my target mm -hmm. is. It's like, no, you put this together to serve them. And then there's also a way to get a little bit of a kickback on top of that. Uh, you know, which is always, always good. Yeah. Because before I did that, I remember I had a couple clients where I'm like, I saw that they did like a boudoir session with someone like another photographer I know, or like they did this. And I was like, dang, I'm like, I would have loved to do that. But I'm like, I never told them that I would. I never offered yeah. that to them. I never served them with that option. So they had no idea. You know what I mean? So it's more so that type of thing of like, how can you expand their minds and kind of serve them in a way that you know, they don't know unless you tell them and you serve them with that. So I think that's kind of important to think about too, that you can market to your current clients. So you don't feel like you need to find new clients all the time. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And like you said, they don't know unless you tell them. And uh, the same thing with, uh, with sharing online and on your website and social media and uh, blogs and all of that is if you're not talking about what you offer and the different offers that you have, people aren't going to know that you offer those things and they're not going to book you for those. Uh, exactly. So, yeah. Oh, <laughs> this has been, um, this has been great. I have uh, really enjoyed getting to talk to you again. And this has been so uh, informative for all of these things, which we'll have a you know breakdown of all this in the show notes for everyone. Um, before we wrap this up, there's a part of the show that I like to do where we talk about what we're loving this week. And it could be uh, like a movie or a book or a really anything. Um, what is something that you are loving this week? So it's more so like not this week, but just in general lately, I've just really taken to like trying to be more of a homemaker. So I really mm. have enjoyed like making sourdough bread, like from scratch and like making stuff like that. So that's something that has been something that I really enjoy. And it's kind of like a fun little outlet. So that would be my little pocket of joy lately. Nice. Nice. That is, I, we go through seasons of like really getting into baking and really getting into um, all those kinds of like, home decor DIY stuff. Um, and I feel like we're getting into one now that it's, I mean, it's not warming up really. Um, but we're almost <laughs> to February and it's, it's right. almost to the spring where we're kind of like getting into that, the motions of it's going to be spring soon and we can do all of these things. Mm -hmm. And we have a long list of all the stuff that we want to do around the house. So 
I love love it. So fun. Fun little outlet. Yeah. Very fun outlet. Um, I am loving, um, I, I'm, I'm really loving, we've had some cold weather as of lately and I'm really loving the cold, the cooler weather, the, the fireplace weather, the, uh, the hot chocolate. Oh my goodness. Yes. Hot chocolate. (laughs) It's yes. Yeah. Hot chocolate. We get like this, this really good hot chocolate with like extra spices and, um, it's, it's really, really tasty. It's not just like a, a Swiss miss type creamy rich, but it's got like the, the cinnamon and the nutmeg and it's just, it's delicious. And just sitting there in front of the fire and like the, this, the sound of fire crackling is one of my favorite sounds. I'm definitely honestly that's like the one thing I'm like I wish our house had a fireplace (laughs) yeah it's because it's like something so peaceful about sitting in front of a fireplace oh yeah 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 fire and water are just like they're my favorite sounds like a beach just the waves coming in and then just a fire crackling in a fire pit or whatever um I just I love it well, um, but yeah. Okay, cool. Rachel, let us know where we can follow you. Where can people connect with you? Um, where can people listen to your podcast? All of the things. Yes. So my podcast is called the gold biz podcast. And so really fun. Cause John was just on mine podcast recently. Yay. So it'd be fun to go listen to his episode. Cause that was a really fun one. Um, otherwise you can find me at Ra- um, my website is racheltraxler.com or if you want to follow on me on social media, it's just at Rachel Traxler. So a few different options there and yeah, I'd love to connect. So feel free to DM me any questions or anything sweet awesome yeah and i will have all those links in the show notes as well uh so y'all can just click on over and follow rachel and say hey and uh yeah i i loved uh this conversation and getting to talk with you uh this was a joy thank you so much for being on the show oh so fun thanks so much john i just loved it